Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan at the Masters Conference 2017 in New York City, speaking with Robert Childress, the founder of the Masters Conference itself. Yes. And it is really a privilege to talk to you today. How are you doing? Good, Ari. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. So thanks for having me here. Tell us a little bit about the evolution of the Masters Conference. Well, when we first started, we had this gentleman named Ari Kaplan who came to the first conference. And he had the vision and gave me the right insight and told me exactly what to do. And I've just been following his plan from the day he shared it with me. That's it. And so from that point on, I've just been doing what you, what you clearly had mapped out. And in fact, I was excited to see you today because I don't know what to do. And I was hoping you could lay on that knowledge for the, forward for the next 10 years because I'm, I'm really kind of hurting, Ari. So if you could, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to record it for all your listeners here, but uh, you know, maybe not because it's, it's no, so it's secret stuff. Secret sauce. Secret sauce, but, uh, but no, it's, uh, it's actually, and that's actually to my point is, uh, the conference is nothing without the speakers, individuals like yourself, everybody that we have involved. It's when you, when you think about conferences, it's about events, it's about community, it's about all those things. And without those people and the leaders, there would be no conference. So there's really no secret sauce. It's just getting people who are passionate and, and finding people who really know what they're talking about. So, so today there was a focus on cybersecurity, on information governance. I attended a number of really interesting panels. How are you developing the content, especially because the Masters Conference is now in a number of different cities? Yeah, it's funny you say that because I'm in eight cities next year. I'm in seven this year. I'm in London in September, and then we have DC October 12th and 13th, and then we're in Orlando. And we're developing content. We have our cabinet, which is a bunch of individuals that we've handpicked and worked together uh, to build a platform that actually has different elements. And what I mean by that is, when you look at a lot of the conferences that happen in our space or outside is they tend to be, you know, they have horse blinders on and they're focused on one thing, right? I mean, we have a lot of IG conferences and we have a lot of things like that. And Masters Conference from the beginning, since you told me what to do, uh, you know, thank you for telling me just to name it that, but, um, but no, Masters Conference, the whole reason why we, we had that initial moment and for all of you listeners on here, if, you've, if you have that company or that vision, or you remember that moment where you sat down and you said, what is it gonna look like? What do I do with it? And at that moment, which was 11 years ago, I said, master's conference. I want it to be something that as the industry changes, we change. Uh, so with that, the content's developed with the cabinet, but the cabinet is built with experts in cyber, experts in IG, experts in e-discovery, and outside of the law. So because what I see happening uh, is data is everywhere, and data is the big kind of what, what it flattens out the space really. It, it, if if data is impacting it, it can be in any different uh, communities: cyber, e-discovery, law, medical, you name it. And so we actually are running a conference around data, you know, technology, not just e-discovery. If you think about it, so so I know that's long-winded answer, but that's basically how we develop our content and why we've developed it the way we have. So. Where do you see the industry headed, especially given your perspective of looking at this from a data-centric scenario? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because we kind of had, I don't know if you would agree, but we kind of had, we had a moment in time, I remember running some of these sessions in 2009 where it was like, this is what's going to happen. 
and it was talking about consolidation and all these things, and I, I still haven't seen it happen. And I, I kind of, you know, in 2017 going into 2018, it's like we've been talking about the same subjects and a lot of this stuff for years now, and I still run across large corporations that still deal with the same issues we had 10 years ago. And so I, I, I start to think about it, like, well, why aren't we changing? And to be honest, I think it's because of the law schools. I don't think the law schools are actually educating on any of really this stuff. So the, the, it's hard to tell. It's like, as you think about it, it's data is impacting our space. But when you go to like, and I don't know if you agree, but if you go to CES electronic show, they're talking about the same thing we are, but they're not talking about it from a legal perspective, right? Um, but in the legal world, we everything that they do over there impacts us, right? Like Facebook, global positioning, all the things that happen. Law enforcement collecting data. I heard someone today, I don't know if you heard it, I heard someone ask about collecting from Nest. I don't know why. Would you know why? Yeah, because there are ways to determine if someone was home at that time. I guess, and that will dictate right? uh, location. No, they're... The Internet of Things has become a very interesting So I get that area. part, right? So think about it for a moment. So now we go to CES. Like, so let's pretend you and I took this thing and we go to CES. And we hear Nest has this brand new feature, right? Let's say it's, let's say it's facial recognition. But yet, for some reason in our space, we don't talk about it until like three or four years from now. It could be because nobody litigates over it or something happens. But on the other end, it's like, well, wait a minute. What if we got ahead of it? And so kind of my point is, is we seem to still be behind we're almost reactionary. I don't know if you agree. We react to everything. We don't proactively go after it. I don't know. So how do you keep the content fresh and proactive? So that's the thing. So it's actually being mindful of what's going on with around data. So when I, I listen into, I, I mean, I'm constantly paying attention. And I'm hunting down individuals who are not in our space, but on the fringe. Like, you know, I've got a couple of individuals here who don't know anything about masters, don't know anything about what we do, our space, but yet they're very influential in the legal community around blockchain and different things like that. So uh, what I try to do is educate those individuals that are in our spaces and try to, to actually bridge the gap and then bring them in. So I have a couple of individuals here today that walk around our conference kind of confused. Like, this seems to be kind of old hat kind of stuff. Like, well, what do you mean we don't know what to do with you know, information governance and stuff like that. And I think that's it. It's like the more I can hunt down those individuals and the more I can bring them into our community and the more I can meld them and have them have co real conversations with these guys is really the way to, to make change. Because I've waited so long for the organizations that are in this space that take this very serious to do that and they haven't done it. So, How do you seamlessly connect the content and discussions from city to city? Well, um, well, it changes. I don't know, seamless. I think seamless is the way it looks, right? So uh, it's actually more of knowing that city. Like, if you actually follow the history with masters, I have 11 years of knowing these speakers and professionals and you name it. And quite frankly, a lot of the speakers that we've had over 11 years and a lot of people that we work with are in those cities or might be in San Fran or might be in Dallas. or, And it's just very easy to communicate to them and say, okay, who's the right players? Who do we work with? And what can we build the same model that we've got either in Chicago, down in Dallas, and so on. So it's more of a process that we go through, but being that Masters, and I guess kind of the commercial is, is being that Masters has been around for so long and trusted for so long, it's really easy to take the same conversation to different cities. The only challenge is, is that I actually had, uh, I was in London and we were working on a session and I had helped them with a PowerPoint and actually put in their FRCP. 
and I don't know if it's okay to say this, but they're Brits, so we'll get away with it that way, right? But in their British accent, they were all on a call with me, and they said, Robert, nobody cares about your damn FRCP. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, that makes sense, right? They wouldn't care. And so that's so there is moments where we, we don't have it all right, uh, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty easy to repeat. So. Well, this is Ari Kaplan speaking with Robert Childress, the founder of the Masters Conference at the Masters Conference in New York City 2017. Robert, truly really a privilege. Thank you very Same much. Same here, Ari. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.